Okay. So I think we're finally good. Sure. Cheers. Well, cheers finally. To you. <laughs> Thank you for being here. I'm happy to be here. Hmm. So before we start, why yes. don't you introduce yourself? I'm and Patricia what you do. Rockwell, and I'm a publisher, and my company is Cozy Cat Press. And we have and a cat here with us. Yes, this Cosette. is our mascot, and her name is Cosette. She's very well behaved, so I have a feeling she'll probably sleep <laughs> through this entire interview, unless you want to wake her up. But how long have you had her? Uh, pretty much the whole time I've been in business, about ten years, wow. and. Uh, she's just a real nice cat to have around. And she's your little buddy. She's my buddy. She goes places with me, and she sleeps through pretty much everything I do. So. That's nice. Yes. That's she's nice. She's a good girl. So you were telling me before um, that you started this, like, post-career, right? I'm retired. I used to be a communication professor at the That's University right. of Louisiana in Lafayette, and spent a lot of time doing research and teaching wow. some classes and but I edited a journal uh, mm. for eight years an academic journal oh really so um, uh, I had a lot of experience editing and wow. working with printers and uh, dealing with those kinds of and reviewers and all of the issues that any editor would have mm-hmm. to do this was all academic research wow. and that's believe me editing an, an academic article is a lot more complex yeah than editing fiction (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to worry about whether somebody is making a statement that is you know scientifically accurate or not or has the statistical support etc etc when you're editing fiction but uh, I had no experience whatsoever with selling anything Ah. because academic journals are just published for uh, researchers and uh, for professors in their field and if they if they're a member of a particular group, they'll get the academic journal that goes with mm-hmm. whatever subject matter they're involved in. So I have a lot of experience editing and publishing. I just right. don't have any experience working with fiction ah. or selling anything. Yeah. So the selling and the fiction is was what was really new to me when I started 10 years ago, uh, wanting to publish fiction. I read a lot of fiction, yeah. read a lot of mysteries, a lot love mysteries, but... Uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't realize there'd be that many differences. There aren't really a lot of differences in the editing part right, or the publishing right. part. The big differences in, are in how you have to promote. Mm. Uh, with fiction, you have to do a lot to promote your books because yeah. if you if you don't, you're not going to sell any. And if you don't sell any books, you might as well not be right. in business. If you're an academic publisher, nobody really cares if two people read your journal or two <laughs> thousand people. Published, right? You, you know, the people that are published in your journal yeah. are thrilled to be published in your journal because yeah. they've been published and now they can get tenure. Yes, or they hope they can get tenure. Uh, so. There's that element, and that was never really a concern. So nobody really cared how many, <laughs> how many uh, journals I, you know, I printed. Right. I printed twenty five or twenty five hundred. Didn't matter. Uh, but now it matters a great deal yeah. if you have twenty five that you sell, or twenty five hundred, or twenty five thousand. That makes a huge difference because otherwise, why are you doing this if right. you're only going to sell a couple of copies? So, what is the process of publishing? Like, what do you... Uh, you mean to publish fiction? Yeah, to publish fiction. Well, it, it differs for different companies, okay. and um, it's been changing rather okay. dramatically, I would say, over the last 10... Actually, it started changing rather dramatically right when I was oh. getting involved in it, 
with the uh, the self publishing movement that was implemented by the rise in Amazon and the right. fact that people can at literally produce a book themselves and get it published on Amazon. Uh, that's not really what we do. We are an actual publishing company. People that write mysteries submit their mm. books to me. Okay. I read them. I screen them. I decide which ones I think are good. Right. And then uh, I'll either accept them or reject them. Wow. And I reject far more than really others. oh my gosh yes what uh, is your your process do you uh, have like a set process for each well one? i read them to see if they're any good <laughs> so and if i like them or not well well intuition in the respect that i've read so many yeah. that i have sort of a sense of what makes a good mystery wow. i mean it's not just like i throw a, you know a, a rock coin. in the air yeah. and say Woo, one or the other but you know i would read them and see if they have all the good elements that make right. for a good exciting mystery if it's well written if it's something i'm going to if it looks like it's something i'm going to have to do a lot of rewriting on mm -hmm. a huge amount of rewriting on oh. then that might be you know grounds for maybe a rejection yes. or or, or a, a, what i would call a revise and resubmit letter which means i would say you know we like your book but there are a lot of problems with it do you and tell them what those problems yes, are? Yes, okay. I usually do. I say, th these are the problems. And if you would like to address them mm -hmm. and rewrite your, your manuscript, I'd be happy to read it again. Oh, nice. Uh, but there are a lot of people that submit manuscripts, and I tell them right off the bat, I'm sorry, this just isn't going to work. I can't accept it. You know, yeah. best of luck to you. But <laughs> Good luck in your future. Good uh, and uh, I, you know, I don't try to be nasty to anybody, no. but some, well, some, a lot of times they just submit books that just aren't right because number one, they're just not mysteries. Oh. If you send me a, an autobiography of Abraham Lincoln, yeah. I'm not going to publish that because it's not a mystery. Do you, you know? think they're just out there? Like, do they email yeah. you these things, or are yes. you getting hard yeah. copies? Well, if they're smart, they'll email me a copy. Okay. Uh, there are one or two diehards every like once in a while who send me an actual manuscript oh in the God. mail, but I usually will, I don't want to say toss it in the trash, but usually I will say, I will try to find an email address for them and yeah. email back and say, would you please send me an email copy because I can't really function with a hard copy okay. anymore. I need an email copy because that's how I'm going to function with handling the manuscript. Right. I have to read it that way i have to evaluate it that way i have to maintain a copy of it oh, that wow. way i have to do all of the revisions yeah. and etc on an e you know on my computer so you read all of these novels of on your computer absolutely oh absolutely. my gosh really yeah really because i feel like i don't like reading things on my computer well i don't read every one okay. if somebody sends me an, uh, a book and it says autobiography of abraham lincoln I'm not going to read that right? <laughs> unless they say, well, it's really a mystery. I don't oh. know why I called it the autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's it really could be a mystery. a mystery. Right, right. You don't know. But, right. But unless, and usually when they send a manuscript, they send a cover letter. Okay. And they will say, this is a cozy mystery. I'm sending it to you because, you know, I would, would like you to publish it. This is what happens, you know, like a, a sentence or two of right. a synopsis or maybe a paragraph. And if they do that and it sounds like it's a cozy mystery oh, uh, so then they've got to hook you right away well, they, well they've got to tell me that it's a cozy mystery yeah it's not like a ghost story it's not like a horror story okay. it's not like a, a romantic novel that's right. just a romance and doesn't have any mystery involved yeah <laughs> 
Uh, and there, there are a lot of those. people who do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, and if it's one of those, I so just... So that's the cozy, not the mystery. Right. And it's easy to write back and say, you know, thank you very much, right. but this is not a cozy mystery. We only publish cozy mysteries. You know, please try XYZ oh. Press or something like that. So how do you... What what defines a cozy mystery? A cozy mystery is a genre, a subgenre of general mysteries that is light and is oriented towards the main character being an amateur. Oh. Uh, the, the main character is usually uh, an amateur person, in, usually in a small village that tries to solve a crime. Okay. Think uh, Agatha Christie's uh-huh. books. Think Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. Think uh, anybody that's not like, you know, a, a detective right. at the New York police. You yeah, know, not like uh, a Nancy Drew. Yeah, Nancy Drew, except I would not publish Nancy Drew because they're for teenagers. Yes. And I do not publish books for children or teens yes. or young adults. Okay. There's a, there are t- plenty of publishers that do that. Right. <laughs> and I'm not one of them. But, you know, if somebody sent me that, I would suggest that they send their... A manuscript to a young adult publisher. And do you re- do you have publishers you refer to, or do yes, you? Yes, I would say nice. I would suggest different places they could send uh, their manuscript if it's obviously something that's not right for us, and I know where it could go. Right. What's interesting to me about this, from a marketing perspective, is that you're very specific oh, yes. about your niche. Yes. yes. And I try to get clients to like kind of zero in on yes. that. And yes. Even for myself, it's really hard sometimes to stick within those boundaries. Yeah, it that is. means you're saying no to a yeah, lot of people. Like you, you do, said. but in a way, it's kind of easy to say no if there's a reason to say yes. no that isn't you know going to hurt their feelings. Like, exactly. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, I can't do this. It's not what we do. Right. We only do cozy mysteries. Yours is a police procedural, or yours is a paranormal psych yeah. horror story. We don't publish those things. Interesting. And you're not offending anyone. And then no, if no, you no, can uh-uh. refer them, because yeah. I have a list of people I can refer to as yeah. well. And then, right. you know, I, right. I'm not a match for you, but right. these people over here would be great. Well, it's like, you know, when you're, you know, if somebody wants, if you want to date somebody, yeah. you know, you may not it's want true. to date a certain type of person, but you, not know, you know that that person might be right for your friend, friend. You exactly, know, somebody else. So there, you know, I think it works out just fine for us. And plus... If I tried to publish everybody that oh sent God. me a manuscript, I, I barely have enough hours in the day yeah. as it is. I'm up to here with manuscripts, oh and I just, it's just all I can do to keep up with. I have over 50 authors and almost 200 books now. Oh my gosh. And I, when my, once I've accepted an author, I accept their books. Oh, and as all lo- of their books? Pretty much. As long as they, they continue say. to write cozy mysteries. Wow. And there's no reason for them not to if that's what they've yeah. established and they have a main character they're going to follow and do other mysteries with that main character. Gotcha. Then if they send me a new book that's a new adventure of Susie Smith, their you know, amateur yeah. sleuth, then I'm going to automatically accept that book. Oh, okay. Unless, and if there's a problem with it, it's usually... I've never run into a problem with one of my regular authors where I've ever had to say, can't do it, this book mm. is awful, I give up. Gotcha. But I do sometimes send it back and say, we have a few problems, you, you need to work on X, Y, and Z, let's see if we can revise a little bit. So, so I do do that. Have some of these people been with you for the entire 10 years? The, yeah, when I first started, it was just my own books that I wrote, and a friend of mine, and her the books that she wrote, <laughs> we thought that's all we would do. Oh, we, really? We, we thought we would just publish her books and my books. Oh, my So gosh. we had a website that 
you know, we presented her books because she had two at the time and I had, she had one at the time and I had one at the time. We thought, two books, you know, it's this is great. Side, you know? <laughs> and pretty soon then I had another one and then she had another one. And by the time we both had two, boom, we had another person that was, that wanted us to publish and then a third person that went and then a fourth person. Wow. And pretty soon I was having less and less time to write my own books right. And I was spending more and more time publishing the books of the people that were submitting their books to me. Wow. So it got to be like, you know, I, the hours in the day got to be consumed by my authors right. rather than by my own writing. So when you set out to do this, oh, okay, two questions. The first one. Yes. Were you writing your book first before? I was writing first and I did try submitting, because this was before the self-publishing yeah. movement. Because I, I did try to submit my first book to some traditional publishers. But it is a lengthy, la- laborious yes. process. Yes. You wait forever, like because years. They to have hear. to read it. They have then... to read it and then reevaluate it. And I would send to... And also, you cannot do what are called simultaneous submissions which means you can't submit to Simon and Schuster and then also submit to Harcourt Grace at the same time. So you have to wait for one to, de- to, to, to deny, deny it yeah. and to you know reject it before you can even begin to think about submitting it somewhere really? else. Really? Cuz they get really mad if you do that. It's called a simultaneous submission and they want their place to be the only place where you are submitting your book. Even though they might decline it right. in 2 years. Right. Doesn't matter. Wow. Because they want to make their, you know, if they decide to accept it, they don't want it to be being considered by another right. publisher. So I understand the rationale, but it's horrible. It Maybe it's okay for a 20-year-old who's <laughs> yeah. just starting out yeah. writing and maybe doing something else and right. writing in their spare time to have out years and years and years and years and years right. for this process to take effect. But as a retired person yeah i wasn't interested i i want i was retired i wanted to be busy and this do was something. your focus yeah. yeah so this is all i wanted to do and when i saw that it was going to be i was going to be spending most of my time just waiting i said to heck with this i will just try to do this myself do it myself and i realized with the new uh i thought first i would have to publish in the regular way where i'd have to go to a local printer right print off a thousand copies and then walk from bookstore yeah. to bookstore <laughs> and see if i could get them to put you know five <laughs> copies of my book in the bookstore but uh i didn't have to do that because pretty soon i realized that you could post your books on mm. Amazon mm-hmm. and well it was other places at first yeah. but then eventually you could post books on Amazon and you didn't have to go to you know a book right. printer down the street spend a small fortune on printing a thousand books yeah. that were going to sit in your garage forever oh my gosh uh, you didn't have to do that anymore and you didn't have to spend your time if somebody contacted you and said, I'd like to buy your book. Here's my check for $20. <laughs> and then I had to write a check to you know, have it mailed yeah. and all, you know, all that rigmarole that I have no interest in doing. Right. I'm not inter- interested in shipping things to people. It doesn't interest me in the slightest. <laughs> I don't care about you know, bookkeeping no. and who bought this and who bought that. I don't care about that. Amazon's great at that. So Amazon is your Amazon, main... we do everything through Amazon. Okay. They do now what's called POD, which is print on demand. Oh, wow. Which means that they don't keep a stock of any of our books. Okay. If you went to an Amazon warehouse, you would not find 20... You wouldn't even find 20 copies of this book. Okay. You would find that they have oh. a file, though. Wow. 
you would find they have a file of all of my books so that if you go online and buy a copy, they'll just, in two minutes, they'll have a copy printed and in the mail to you. I mean, it'll be so... And it'll look just like this. It'll be exactly like that. And they'll print it so fast that it'll make your head spin. Wow. And it'll be in its package and out the door. So Amazon is fabulous about getting things done into packages and out the door to people. Yeah. Uh, you may have. Right. Anybody who buys anything from Amazon. <laughs> yeah, but you don't so know. It's not only are they good at shipping and right. getting to you fast, they they don't just take these books that are sitting there in their in their warehouse. They take the file off of the computer and print the book itself they get a special copy just printed for you, what? stick it in a container and mail it to you, all within you know a matter of a day or two. So then it's published by Cozy Cat. We are the publisher. Amazon is the printer. Oh, wow. I didn't know they did that. <laughs> well, they don't do anything about editing it. They can right. care less. You well, just give them the final product. I give them the file that's all edited yeah. and has all of the artwork done and, and, the, and the formatting and right. the page, p- pagination and all of that stuff. I send to them, and then they print it on their printer and put it in a package and send it to whoever orders it. Wow. <laughs> that is so crazy. That blows it my is mind. Great. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Anybody that... that wants to publish a book, it's pretty easy these days. Yeah. Now, if you want to get rich doing it, you're not going to. Because you're selling one at a time? or because... Well, you, no, not because of that. Because you could sell, if you had a lot of fans, you could sell a lot of books. But, I mean... Cozy Mysteries are, they are not uh, Twilight. Yeah. They are not, what's the other thing? What's the one with the, uh, I'm trying to think of the three, you know, the, the, with the. Harry Potter? Well, they're not Harry Potter for sure. (laughs) If they were Harry Potter, I would not be sitting in this basement talking to you. (laughs) You would have the coup of the century. My books were Harry Potter. Uh, But yeah, no, they're not these big. You know, What's the one you're thinking of? Well, it's one that, that uh, Jennifer Lawrence was in, the three... Oh, um... Not Twilight, but what is what's it? What's it called? Oh, Catching oh. Fire and Hunger yeah. Games. Hunger Games, yeah. Yes. It's not that series of books that were very popular yeah. with teenagers and young adults. But that's and, not your audience. You no, of course not. That, My right? audience is not teenagers. Right. I, I think very few teenagers probably read Cozy Mysteries, although... There's no reason why they can't. Yeah. I mean, they're welcome to, and we are happy to have teenage readers, and we don't turn them away. We say, you're a teenager, we don't want you. It's not like that. It's just most of them. It's a it's a cozy mystery. It's very cozy. Mm-hmm. It, it is not violent. It is not terribly action-filled. There are right. not a lot of people killing each other. You know, it's very gentle. It's an easy read. It's, it's easy to read. So in that respect, teenagers probably would <laughs> like it because it's not hard to read. But it's easy in the respect that... Uh, it's easy on the emotions okay. too. Uh, it is not very ah, violent. Yes. Even though it's going to be a dead body somewhere, you just hear about the dead body. Dead body's over there in the other room. Now let's talk about how that person got smashed on the head. <laughs> we won't look at the smash on the head gotcha. or discuss the blood or anything. Let's just figure out who could have smashed him on the head. Yeah. And you know who the who the possible you know criminals are. Who the possible murderer could be wow that's so interesting well i guess i always go for the graphic books yeah so much the cozy ones like (laughs) well people your age tend to do that that's that's typical of a young person that likes things very intense and violent as you get older your (laughs) sensitivities (laughs) will probably 
probably change a little bit where you will probably be less inclined to the violence and more inclined to the thought processes right. that go into why people do what they do and how they figure out why they yeah. figure out things. And those books, the books that make you think a little yeah. bit more are always so interesting. I was in a book club when I lived in Virginia. Uh-huh. I was there. We had that book club. Well, they still have it. It still exists. Um it was called Box Wine Book Club, and we had shirts and everything. <laughs> you know, there are so many women these days that belong to book clubs it's where they fun. read books and drink wine. Yeah. And I would say that the wine probably wins out in most does. of those It really does. That's what doing so here, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. And I sometimes would just not read the books and show up for the wine and the right. snacks, but it was fine. They still yeah. accepted me. <laughs> but we, we had a... For a little while there had a very specific theme where we were reading a lot of mystery books. Oh yes. But they weren't so much cozy. But what was the one? Um Gone Girl. Oh yes. That, like, yes, I know the one you mean. And yes. then there was another one like Well they were they were major bestsellers. Yes. Yes. Gone Girl and Girl on the Train. You're right. I think that was a, those were major bestsellers. Yeah. Yes. But then we kept reading ones like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot, both of those books, I mean, they had graphic elements to mm-hmm. them. But then there was a lot of like plot twists and right, thinking right. about who could have done it, how they could have done right. it. And so the ones that make you think as you get older. Right. Those are the are kinds of ones. Yeah, because I'm not, I don't really care about, you know, the reading about how bloody something yeah. is or how, you gory. Know, how gory the crime is. Nor do I really care about things where people are doing the crime i don't care to hear about how somebody hit somebody really hard and how how painful it was to be smashed on the head by this and uh i care more about the the figuring things out aspect of it it. and i think most people that read cozies are are doing so for that reason it's it's a thought you know it it really does stimulate your thought process and make you think more deeply and it's problem solving it is problem solving it's not math but no but there's different types but there's right there's it's kind of an element of math because it forces you to use your creativity as well as your your mathematical kind of problem solving skills and your imagination and your imagination you're having to like visualize Visualize all of this all of this right which is good how could he have gotten from his stateroom right in his cabin you know and down to the you know to the uh, the cloak room you know all of that in 15 minutes you know Mm -hmm. yeah and then there you know then you think about all the different ways that people could do things yeah and you let it like brainstorming. Right. It's brainstorming for one person. Uh-huh. And I always felt that uh, I, this is something I always taught my students when I was teaching that brainstorming, whether you do it by yourself, yep. just in your own mind, is probably one of the best things a person can do. Yep. And when you have a problem to solve, if you come up with a solution, boom, like that, my suggestion is not just to stop there but keep but going. to keep brainstorming until you come up with a variety oh. of different possible solutions yeah and then evaluate one against the other and sometimes when i do that i find that my original solution might not be as good as i originally thought it exactly. was exactly and i feel like i get this kind of approach and mm-hmm. i use this approach a lot when i'm dealing with problems in anything that i get this from reading mysteries that's so interesting. Yeah, because I, you know, because oftentimes you you run into a problem and you immediately come up with a solution. Right. And you think, yay, I figured it <laughs> Gut out. Gut reaction. Yeah, and then you don't stop to think, hmm, maybe there'd be a, another way I could handle this, exactly. or even another way. 
And you ought to think about all of the different possible ways because the second or third way you think of might actually be better than the right. first one that pops into your mind. And sometimes you don't know until you start trying. Them. Right, right. Until, so if you have a whole list of And you've got a repertoire of things. of things you can do. If right. the first one doesn't work out. You move on. You move on. You don't say, oh, no, what am I going to do? The first one didn't work. Yeah. You know, you could, oh, well, that's okay. That didn't work because I've already have a, you know, a backup plan right. that I can do. Do you know that that's pretty much marketing in a nutshell? Like you have to have yeah. all of these different ideas and yeah. marketing is not, marketing is not one grand good, good idea. idea. It's a it's variety. It's a bunch of different, yeah. depending on your audience. And, you could, and there's no law that says you can't implement all of them. Exactly. If they're all really good and there's no reason why you can't do three of the things. Yeah. It's not like anybody said, well, you, you pick number one, so you can't do two and three. No, who cares? Yeah. Well, I mean, there are certain circumstances, like if you're giving out, a, a, if you're a judge giving out a punishment, oh, well, yeah, and yeah. you've got three <laughs> choices, you go to jail, <laughs> you know, and you're acquitted, you know, the judge can't give you all three. But, I mean, uh, in some instances, you can do, yeah. if you have a choice of different things, it is possible to implement all of your choices. And I think the important thing is to understand you have choices. You do. Right. And then, well, unless you're a judge, maybe that's right. a little, that's <laughs> right. not, the, not our best example. No. But you have choices. And then two, that when that choice doesn't work out, you mm-hmm. can move on. You and can. It's the people mm-hmm. that get stuck in the choice phase mm-hmm. and then the people that get stuck in the, this didn't work. Oh my God, my life mm-hmm. is it's over, over phase. phase. They, you they, just, they don't want to go back to the right stage where they actually think about other possible choices. Right. Why? I don't know. Well, maybe because... Because I think once you hit the implementation stage that you're stuck there. Yeah, but you're not. You're not. You're not. You can always go back and rethink yeah. and... And that's what that phrase that. is, right? Like, don't put all your eggs in one yeah, basket. Yeah, absolutely. Because if there, if you have all and these it's, options... And it's a good phrase, but, you know, a lot of people take me take it literally, <laughs> yeah. which I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like, it's... Exercise. So I had someone, a client in here the other night, and we put a giant piece of paper on the wall, and all we did was brainstorm, and we talked, and yeah. we, I mean, with, with questions to, like, prompt her and get her going in the right direction, but... Yeah. I love doing that. Yeah. I, th- I think it's a really good idea, and I, I guess I don't do it the formal way with the with the Venn diagrams right. and things, and this poorly, and this cutting out portions <laughs> of the Venn diagram and no. stuff. But I do do it. I guess I've done it so many times that I kind of do it. Do you do it mentally? Intuitively, now? okay. Mentally for virtually everything. Wow. So when I like, even when I was telling you earlier about the, the problem I was having with Amazon and Amazon customer service, I'm going through my head. This happened to me today with this situation. Right. All right. Well, what are the possible options for me given this is what happened today? Right. Can I do X, Y, Z? Is there another possible option? Oh, wow. And asking myself, you know, before I commit to this mm-hmm. or even consider these three, are there any other things I should consider? Oh, wow. So I'm always, it's just kind of the natural way I work. Mm-hmm. And I guess I do that because I have, I, I think part of it is I have so many different moving parts yeah. of my business. I With 50 authors, each author is like a different kind of issue. A different child? Each, well, yeah. I, you know, because <laughs> I, in fact, I told them there on my website today, she said, one of, we found out today that a very well-known mystery publishing company, Midnight Inc. is the name of it, is quitting. And my authors were just, we have our own Facebook, private Facebook page. 
that That's we amazing. that we meet on, and we you have talk, a community. We have a community. It's like having a family yeah. table. Uh-huh. We get together. We talk about everything that anybody wants to talk about. That that are any of our authors. And one of them popped up and said, "Did you hear Midnight Ink? His clothes. What are we going to do?" And the other one says, "Oh no!" And so and so press like clothes the other day, and someone said, "Patricia, you're not going to quit on us, are you?" And I said. You think a mother would ever desert her children <laughs> right when they're growing up? You know. <laughs> I said I am committed to this till my last breath, and you are my family, and I will be with you forever. Yeah. You know, obviously I can't be with them forever, but <laughs> yeah, well. you know what children want to hear. Exactly. I was telling him that, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm but I'm also knowing that each one of them has to have their support in their own different way right. too so I have Every to give child them that is different. you have to give the family support I'm your mom I'm going to be here for uh-huh. you but then each one needs a different kind of support right some of them don't need as much support but the others have to be oh you're doing great yeah. you're fabulous you're wonderful and others are just kind of you go you know yeah. and, <laughs> like a nice little pat on the back yeah and it's and you don't know but after a while, and you've done three or four books with the, each, it's like putting in several right. years with a child, and you kind of know what kind of kid they are, <laughs> yeah. and you know if they're going to rebound easily uh-huh. and and you know without a lot of <laughs> angst right. when they have a when they're down, or if they can tolerate you know disappointment and things. So. You just, I know, I know the ones that are going to need a lot of love and attention, mm-hmm. and I know the ones that are just going to just, it'll just be like water off a duck's back. <laughs> I know, I can tell because they're like my, they're like my children. They are your children. They are my children. Yes. Do you? Well, you actually, you have two children. I right? have two children. Yes. Because it seems like, well, with your authors, you have this whole extended family. But my I mom do, yeah. is. My mom's one of seven, and my stepmom is one of twelve, and my dad is one of. Eight, I wow, think. so we come from a very huge family, huge family background. But my mom used to say about my grandpa because he disciplined each one of the kids differently, was that he must have had a major in psychology somewhere along the way because he knew how to talk to each, each kid. kid differently. Yeah, yeah, like one of my aunts, she he just needed to raise his voice a little bit and uh-huh. she'd burst and into she burst tears. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. some of my uncles, of course, needed a little more. Uh, uh, wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. A little more discipline. Uh, right, I got you. And so each one, you know, and so you have to figure that out as a parent, but I think it's important as a business owner working with clients to mm-hmm. figure that out too. You right. have to tailor what your do they approach. Need? What do they need? Mm-hmm. I understand completely. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I do. I, I feel that way. And that's understanding. I, truthfully, I wish I knew how to handle my own two children <laughs> as well as I can handle. <laughs> I'm sure you handle them just fine. I don't know. <laughs> well... But there's that difference, right? Because you're, although we're joking about your authors yeah. being your children, there's there's still like one step removed. Mm-hmm. They've never lived with you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's where you get into trouble. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The whole no, living I, together. Thing. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to live with them. That's for sure. It's right. difficult enough communicating with them online. Yeah. A few of them I have actually met in person, oh, and really? I try. I I love to get to meet them because yeah. the, when any of them come through the area, you know, I try to get a situation where I can get. That's to meet so them. nice. I love to meet them, but that's really hard to do with fifty or so of them. So, so are they? Where are they located? They're all then? over the country and some i have one in south africa wow i have one lady who's well she's now in seattle but she used to live in france and england she moved back to france and i have maybe five or six that are in canada 
Cool. So yeah. how do they find out about you? Is it because you're just so specific? I wish I <laughs> <laughs> Wish I knew. Uh, I don't know. They may have people that tell them. You know, I mean, I, I think we're, you know, people that yeah. are want to publish with a cozy mystery, mystery publisher. I think if you go online and write cozy mystery publishers, I think you'll come to us pretty quickly wow. on a search engine. Are there a lot yeah. of cozy mystery publishers? Well, after Midnight Ink went down the tubes this oh, week, no. I don't think there's a huge number left. Are they are they going down the tubes because there's less of a demand for books, uh, or what's the reason? I, I feel like people are still reading a lot. Yeah, people are still reading, and I think some of it is because they're not adapting mm. well to the changes that are mm-hmm. happening in publishing. I think a lot, I think Midnight Inc., and I don't know for sure, because I please, I you know, if this, anybody gets listens to this and it gets to Midnight Inc., I don't want to make any disparaging right. remarks again, because I don't know we their don't story. Know. Yeah. But my guess would be that with some publishers, and I have no idea if it's Midnight Inc. or not, but some publishers who that have been in business for a long time yeah. have had that standard, traditional publishing you know, venue yeah. or a concept of what a publisher does. We publish books. We provide our authors with a certain amount of royalty. Right. We keep the rest. You know, this is how a traditional publisher functions. Mm-hmm. And if we can't make money doing that, then we go out of business. Mm. As opposed to saying, well, the publishing world is changing. We're going to have to change right. with it and figure out how we can do that. And it's been easy for me to adjust because I came in right when it was changing. Right. And I had to adapt immediately. because, and Plus, it was easy because the traditional way, I realized, wasn't going to work for me at all. And the new way it. was so much easier for yeah. me. It, just, it was just perfect for me. And is it easier, too, because you remain small? Or was Midnight well, Ink small, too? Well, it, yeah, we're still very, very, very small. Okay. Midnight Ink is much, much bigger. They have a staff. I have no staff. I have me. It's just you? Me and a few freelance people. That, wow. I, that I have a lady that does my website, and I have a lady that does my artwork. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so that's it. I really, really, really would like a, a lady or a man to do secretarial work for yeah. me. But that's... All this stuff costs money. Yes. And, you know, I don't have a lot of that. So right. just just the fact that you want those people to work for you doesn't mean you can afford yeah. them. <laughs> right. <laughs> I understand. Here. You don't understand that. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, I don't know. What was I saying? Uh, About uh, adapting. And then changing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've I've adapted, and I think uh, because we uh, we utilize the print on demand service that Amazon provides so well, we're okay for now. Mm-hmm. Now that does not mean that if there would be another major change in right. publishing, and here again, all our eggs are in Amazon's basket. Yeah. And if Amazon decided we're not going to do this anymore, yeah, we would be in, in a real pickle. Oh. Uh, I don't know what we would do, but I can't imagine that they would get rid of print-on-demand yeah. because there are so many people that use it. I would imagine so. And they're making a bundle from it, and it doesn't right. really cost them a lot of money. So, do so you- I, don't, I don't see it going away. It might. They might. They're probably going to tweak it as they go along yeah. to the, so they can make more money. It right. won't be so. It'll be easier <laughs> or more profitable for me. But it'll be. 
yeah. better for them. But hopefully it, it won't foul me up in any way, shape, or form. So then do you pay them? Is it like a different type of Amazon membership? Do you? No, no. Uh, they, we just post our books on Amazon. Uh, we post the print books okay. and the e-books. Got it. I get, our, our contract is very strange in the publishing world. As far as I know, no other publisher does a contract the way we do it, okay. although I've gone through a lawyer, and my lawyer tells me that our contract is perfectly valid. Okay, that's good. Uh, that our, um, any, all print sales are mine. Oh. The company makes, the Amazon just puts it right into the bank account. All ebook sales belong to the author. Oh. So there's a complete split. Interesting. And I don't have anything to do with the ebook sales profits or anything. And I don't have to. The good thing about this is yeah. there are two good things. I don't have to deal with accountants because mm-hmm. Amazon just simply puts all the money from print sales directly into my bank account. Got it. They put all the money from uh, ebook sales directly into the bank accounts of my authors. Wow. So there's, I don't worry about royalties. I don't worry about keeping track of what my authors make and then trying to figure out how much the, I owe yeah. them. I don't have to do any of that stuff. Wow. And then who's responsible for promoting the book? Uh, we all are. Okay. So. I, I'm basically responsible for promoting the company mm. and making sure... I have a website. Mm-hmm. All of them are on the website. Got it. They all have a page on the website. All of their books are promoted on the website. Anytime I do anything that's in general, they all benefit from. Right. I do do some um, small promotions in which I promote a book at a time kind oh, okay. of thing. Uh, but... And anything they do, I I will, you know... Support. Support. Uh-huh. But uh, they then, of course, will be responsible or are free to be responsible to promote their own book. I don't order them to do anything. Oh, wow. So if they don't do anything at all, they're probably not going to make any money. So they but have to like if, bear the brunt of their promotion. Yeah. yeah. Which is up to them to determine. Right, but that would right? be the case if they self-published. Okay, yeah. Uh, the fact that the benefit they get from being with us is they can say that they are published. Right. They are not self-published. And mm. for many people, for many authors, that's important. Right. They want to be published by a publisher. They don't want to self-publish their book because there is a stigma attached yeah. to that. And also, they get their book edited. Yeah, exactly. You know, there is a second set of eyes who does this, me, every day, over and over and over again. And I have become, I would say, pretty darn good at it. And I can do it pretty quickly, too. So I can edit a book really well and can pick out things really quickly that they might not see themselves. Wow. So when you go to a publishing house, I'm just so curious. Yeah, well, that's fine. Yes. Yeah. When you go to a publishing house, like a big publishing house, Mm -hmm. when these people are doing these book tours and they have these billboards and Mm -hmm. certain things, uh oh, (laughs) did you get in your eye? (laughs) Are you okay? Do you need a clean eye? That's never happened to me before. I've been injured. I poison in the wine, and she's trying to kill me. I'm gonna to have to solve this mystery. Yeah, this is it. This is a this is sort of a giant mystery. Giant mystery. Yeah. Okay, I'm fine. Now we have your next book. You're welcome. We just wrote it. Go ahead. Are you okay? Yes, okay. I'm fine. Um. So, does the publishing company 
those big publishing companies are they responsible for those things like the the advertising and promotion behind a book tour it depends the, upon the author okay. I mean if you're Stephen King yeah the publishing company's going to pay for everything if you're Bill Clinton or Hillary Clinton or any other famous political figure the 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 book company will pay for everything okay. but if you're Joe Blow and being you know published by yeah. Simon and Schuster no you'll probably pay for your own hotel and your own wow. travel to get to wherever you're going what if you're Joe Blow and then you have a New York Times bestseller well good for you <laughs> that's it like so maybe um, you paid for your way you paid your way into the New York Times bestseller list and then after that you may reap the benefits I don't know that you can pay your way into the New York Times bestseller. No, well, I mean, like, pay for, like, your hotel and your own Oh, yeah, you can do that, but that's not going to necessarily get you into the New York Times bestseller. Right. It just would have, it had to be the quality of the book. Sometimes, and sometimes it may be more who you know. Like, I'm, well, do you really think that Bill Clinton is a fabulous writer? (laughs) No. Did he make the New York Times bestseller? Oh, I'm sure that book that he wrote with Patterson has probably wow. been on the New York Times bestseller list for quite some time. There's politics everywhere. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, it's who you are, too. Yeah. I mean, if you're oh. a well-known person, if you're, you know, Taylor Swift and you write a murder mystery, somebody's going to, plenty of people are going to read it, even yeah. though Taylor Swift probably doesn't know how to write anything. <laughs> Her I name? Know. I don't know <laughs> what she can write. She's probably wonderful. She's I, probably yeah. a very She's nice She's probably lady. a fabulous writer. Yeah, we have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> she maybe writes in her spare time. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> we can't just come but on But I'm here. sure she would sell plenty of books. Right. Well, she, because, and she has an established brand behind her now. Yes. So if she yes. were to branch out into writing, that yes, would just I'm be sure another that, extension but, of her. But, but you understand time. how that works. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the quality of the writing. Right. It has more to do with the, you know, the, the power behind the power the brand. of the brand. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're a marketer. You know these things. Yeah. Well, right. And there's something to be said. But then on the flip side, if you're yes. Joe Blow and you yes. write a phenomenal Phenomenal book, yeah. Then that's going to, it will catch on. Maybe. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. There are phenomenal books out there that haven't caught on. Do you have a book list on your website? A book list of... Like phenomenal books. Of just general books out there? I I haven't put a list of, you mean, that I think are phenomenal? Yeah. Like, I would be interested to know what you're reading so I could read those things. Uh, Yeah, well, (laughs) here's the problem with me and my reading. I read so many books every day for editing purposes. Right. That when I get done and want to sit down with a glass of wine, uh-huh. the last thing I want to do is read another book. <laughs> so what do you do to relax? Well, I probably will watch television yeah. or listen to music. Give your eyes a break. Yeah, I don't want to look at any more text. Yeah, Because I, I do that all day long, and I don't want to do it any more than I have Does to. that ever make you sad that you don't read for fun anymore? Once in a while. You know, I have... I have uh, certain topics, I would say, that interest me. Mm-hmm. And if I ever run across a book that that uh, I feel deals with a topic okay. that is of interest to me, I will probably check it out. Yeah. Uh, not so much that it's a particular author that I care right. that much about. Although there are some authors I would, yeah, I would read. But, uh, you know, I... That's true, I guess. I'm not really dedicated to authors either. But I like topics. Yeah, if there's a particular topic and I find there's a really 
good new book on a topic I care about. I might yeah. sit down to read that. Also, I tend to, if seeing as how I spend a lot of time looking at mm-hmm. text, oftentimes I'll go for an audiobook. Oh, yeah. Because I can listen right. to that in my car, and I don't have to worry about correcting it or fixing the grammar. Is that a problem for you if you read for fun? Oh, my gosh. I'm going, oh, my gosh. Typo. Spelling error. You know, I'm going like, on an audiobook, I don't have to worry about that because yeah. I don't see the typos. Right. <laughs> it's, like, stressful for you to read it's a very book stressful, now. Right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's crazy. And you didn't expect this to happen, right? You just wanted to publish your own and your friends? I write my own. I have two series, um, if I can talk about those yeah. for a minute. Uh, the first one I wrote was called, well, my my area of interest and in research was in sound production, human mm-hmm. sound production, and um, did a lot of my doctoral work on uh, vocal, vocal behavior and my interest in the voice as a phenomenon, particularly during deception, so huh. how deceptive uh, when people are telling lies, what yeah. their voices are like, and the comparison between deception and sarcasm, so how your voice differs when you're telling a lie versus when you're being sarcastic. Oh, now I feel like you're analyzing me. No, no. Have you been analyzing me? <laughs> but anyway, so <laughs> I decided I'd create a, um, an amateur sleuth who used her knowledge of sound and vocal sound to solve murder mysteries. Wow. Because, see, all the time I was teaching school and being a researcher, I never got to solve one single solitary murder mystery. <laughs> Is they, that what you wanted would, to do? I really did. Because they would call me from the local news station saying, you know, we've got this murder, and, you know, we understand that you know a lot about sound. Well, can you listen to this guy's voice and tell if he's lying? Wait, this real, they would do that? Yeah, yeah. And I would say, I'm sorry, but, you know... It's not an exact science any more than a lie detector, right. which measures you know your skin and stuff like that, is an exact science. I said I can give you kind of a rough feeling about it, but I can't tell you for a fact. You can't get on the witness this, stand. No, I can't. No, no, no vocal analyst can get on a witness stand and say for a fact this person is lying based upon you know the recording right. of their of their voice but there are a lot of things you can tell from mm. a person's the sound of a person's voice so my character is Pamela Barnes and she's a voice analyst and a psychologist and she has the first time i wrote this and she solves a murder in her department one of the one of the ladies in the department is killed in the computer Uh-oh. room. She's strangled by the a cord around <laughs> her neck. And Pamela figures it out by listening to the what's recorded automatically. Oh. And she hears, ah, oh, oh, and she figures it out who kills her. <laughs> She's very clever. Yes. And uh, I had one guy that reviewed it, and he said, well, it's all very well and good. It's very cleverly done and everything, but... She'll never get another mystery out of it because it's only it's only good for one mystery. Well, I wrote four other books. Why would he say that? Because he thought it was just a one-shot deal oh. that only sound would only provide oh, the clues okay. for one murder. There'd be no way that sound could clues could provide murder could provide yeah. the answer to more than one murder. But I wrote five books yeah, so that's far, great. and I'm looking to do another one. Uh, so that's sort of an academic series. That one, uh, there's four other books in that series. Cool. Then I got to, I wanted to write something. Um, there's your little cat. Yeah, yeah, that's our logo. That's her. That's, that's Cosette. Cosette. That's Cosette. She's on our logo. Cool. And the second series I wrote is uh, the Essie Cobb Senior Sleuth Mystery Series. And it's all about Essie Cobb and all of her buddies in the, in the retirement home. And hey, they go around solving mysteries at the retirement home. And... <laughs> The, the, the first 
The first one's called Bingoed, and in this one, uh, this old fella uh, uh, collapses when he wins the uh, bingo game, and they, he wins the prize, which is one dollar. <laughs> And he collapses, and Essie thinks that there's, you know, something devious going on, that he's, somebody has done something to his tea or something <gasps> or other. So Wait, but she's I used to work in retirement communities, yeah. so this is interesting. It is, right. So uh, she solves this murder. Uh, well, it's not really a murder, but he oh. could be a murder. It could he's be been, a murder. He's oh. in the hospital, and uh, some horrible yeah, things happen to him. Prize. And uh, so, anyway, there's four in this book. There's bingoed, there's papoosed. There's Valentined, <laughs> there's Ghosted, and then there's Firecracker. Oh, wow. And, she, and Firecracker, the old fella gets uh, a firecracker, hits him in the behind, <laughs> and he's, he's knocked over, and she has to solve, she thinks somebody's out to get him, and the people are out to get him. So oh. What's the Ghosted? Ghosted is she's... She's watching Wheel of Fortune on her TV, and all of a sudden her dead husband appears on the television. Oh, whoa. And this that's is, kind of scary. Yeah, this is <laughs> so, creepy. It's creepy. She has a lot of creepy things happen to yeah. her. Yeah. They're all funny. That's good. They're all funny, creepy things that happen to her. And they're all like real life <laughs> yeah. like things that might happen. might happen in a retirement Yeah, community. well, my mom lived in the oh, Independence right. Village right across from Mason, and, and she... Uh, she she died after this one uh, was published, but before she got to see this one oh, come out, good. and I told her it was all about her, and so yeah. she would carry it around in her <laughs> walker, and every time she stopped, she'd this is about me. <laughs> My daughter wrote this book about me. <laughs> she was so proud. Yeah, that's that, you know, sweet. And this was, she was convinced that you know we'd drawn this picture of her. <laughs> Does she look didn't. like that? No. <laughs> Anyway, that was her. So what was her name? Dorothy. Dorothy. Uh, but this is Essie. So, um, but anyway, it, I had so much fun writing this series because this one's serious. I yeah. mean, this is a serious Take some research, mystery, right? It, there's a whole lot of research yeah. that goes into this because if you're interested in, in forensic. Uh, um, acoustics. This will wow. be the series for you. If you're interested in funny old people, <laughs> <laughs> this, this, I think this, I want to read those. This is it. And the other one I brought to show you is um, something that's really unique to us, to Cozy Cat Press, is that w because I told you that we have our own uh, author yeah. page and our authors are very much like a family, right. we do books together. As a Whoa, group, cool, and we've done a cook cookbook together. Yeah, really, we have done a short story collection together, and this one is an actual mystery in which each author in our company wrote a chapter. May I look at it? Yeah, sure. Wow. So chapter one was written by somebody, and then he sent it on to the next person. She wrote the next chapter. She sent it on to the next person, and each person that gets the book has no idea what the you know what so coming to read next. It and we had no outline, chapter? no nothing. We just sent it on to the next person on the list wow. until it was done. And then you edited. I edited it when it was done and published. Wow. And published it. Oh, it is yours. so much fun to read. Yeah. Because every chapter is by a totally different person. Cool. And you get a sense of what they're like when you read the chapter, and yet the whole book goes together because it's all about. It yeah. has a total single plot to it. So who did the first chapter? Who um, starts it? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> you just turned to the first page. I forget right now. How do you? Did you have a? Did someone one volunteer? By Christian Belts. Yeah. If you go to each chapter, it tells you who wrote each chapter. 
Did how did you decide who would do the first? Oh, chapter? they volunteered. Oh, okay. Yeah, they said you know I I told them chapter one is going to be this date. Wow. If you need it in by this date, chapter two will be you know you need it. Oh, in by and, this they date. Just and they just and they just signed up. up. It's like a sign up sheet. You know, for, <laughs> that's amazing. To bring cookies to the <laughs> exactly. <laughs> would you do the cookies for this week and for your book club? Right. You, know, you bring the wine for yes. this week, and so you sign up for and the that's week. That's what you we did. And that's yeah. what they did. So they wow. signed up for the week they wanted to write, and then they knew what chapter. If you were signing up for week number one, you knew you were writing chapter number one. And were the are the deadlines strict? Very strict. And we are doing another one. We're right in the middle of it. It's called Wheel of Death. <laughs> Ooh. And we're on, we just finished chapter 15, just got put into the book. It's going to be 20 chapters long, so we got five chapters to go. Wow. It is a humdinger. It is so good. I just, I'm like, oh boy, I can hardly wait to get each chapter in because I don't know what's going to happen. And I know I have to write the last chapter. Oh, you do? I'm going to write the last chapter and then edit it. But right now it's at chapter 15 and it's like... So you get to decide how the story ends? Yeah, but it, I mean, if you're reading a 20 chapter book by chapter 19, you 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 should have a really good sense of where it's going. It's not like I can, you know, kill everybody off and then start over again. (laughs) I wouldn't do that. Tie it all together. Yeah, and if anybody does kill anybody off between now and then, I'm going to be real annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have five chapters. Right, I know. Right, but we've got a main character and. I hope none of them are listening because please don't. If you are listening, please don't kill off the main character. Oh, I would be terrible, you know, because if I had to deal with, I don't know what I would have to do if they kill off the main character. That'd be terrible. So you still get some writing in then, because it seems I do. like you're doing and a there's lot of editing. Nothing and I do, yeah, and I write. Sometimes I write short stories and things, but uh, I, I do want to do another. I do want to do book six in the Pamela Barnes series. Yeah. Uh, I've been asking for suggestions because I really want to do a terrorist-related oh. story. I want to do something where she... I'm thinking where she... So there's like I'm thinking what might happen is there might be a television presentation on the networks of some big major terrorist uh-huh. who pops on and then they post his threatening warning yeah. like we are the El yeah. tribe or something or other and we are going to blow up the so and so yeah and if you don't do such and such oh. you know and then uh, and the government is going crazy trying yeah. to figure out who they are and where they are and where they're broadcasting from right, and right. blah 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 and uh, she notices something in the video oh. or the audio because everybody in the government is probably looking for visual Visual, things in the background but she hears something in the sound Mm. maybe it might just be a click or a you know just breeze or sort of a sound in the background but she with her equipment and things she can take hone in on that sound pull it out extract that one frame yeah expand it and then listen to it and look at it from she can look at it you can look at sound as well as listen to sound but you can look at it from looking at the different formats of the sound Mm -hmm. so you can see what the sound looks like and you can pull it apart apart and see if uh, different elements of it are uh, are indicative of certain you know maybe a tree or sound of a train or, or what different things that it might be that might clue her in yeah. on where they're located. 
So I'm, I'm sort of, that's sort of like the germ of what I want to do with it. I'm not sure, you know, how to expand it yet. I can't, her husband's an amateur cook too, so I was thinking I might take them to a big city and have him like be in a <laughs> amateur cooking contest yeah. and then have her determine that maybe the terrace are located in the big city where the cooking contest is located and that they're both in danger. It right. might even be in the hotel or near the hotel where they're, it, you know, I can, yeah. I'm thinking of different ways to present the her knowledge and connect it uh, in a way that it would be interesting for readers and something she could do that makes sense right. given her knowledge base, but also that would be something that the government uh, uh, people who are in forensic science and who would have more than enough knowledge about this might not be paying that much yeah. attention to, that they'd be focused in on different elements of the of the recording. I don't know. I I put this online for my authors. You did? Oh, I, mean, I said, you know, this is what I want to do. You kind of and test the idea yeah, before yeah, you Yeah, and a lot of them have written back. In fact, I even put it on our our uh, webpage. Oh. And I, on our Facebook webpage. I say, if any of my readers are interested in me doing another Pamela Barnes book, this is sort of what I have in mind. If anybody has any ideas so you're about like it. crowdsourcing your Yeah, crowdsourcing book. the idea. Wow. But, uh, what are the, what's the response have, Yeah, some of them have... have I, I don't have enough yet. I need more... I need to flesh it out more. And I can't do it right now because right now I'm smack dab in the middle of doing the yeah. the yeah. Wheel of Death. Right. Uh, so I that's going to be finished early November. And once I get that done, we want to have it out for Christmas. Cool. So. Wow. So when you... And, you- and it's going to be in the Wiesos, um Booklet, holiday booklet. Oh, really? Holiday, I'm going to have an ad in it. Nice. I've already been working on the ad for the Wiesos uh, booklet that goes that's out so, for holidays. So. I think that's great. And then everyone, you can buy it on Amazon, right? Oh, yeah. You'll be so able then to it's get it, easy yeah. to get. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you always crowds, like, test your ideas for a book? No, I've never done that before, but I, I've been, this one's been nagging at me yeah. in my mind for a long time, and I can't, usually when it, something nags at me, I can flesh it out really quickly, Yeah, and I can zoom right into the writing process. Right. This one has been nagging at me, and the fleshing out process is not fleshed out yet. Okay, so you so need I some So I need help. more flesh right, on right. the bones. That's, because I always just assumed, like, the romantic version of a, an author, like, like yeah. hold up in a cabin somewhere drinking yeah. too much. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, the drinking too much probably is not the problem. <laughs> <laughs> At least I can help you yeah, with something. That doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I wish it did help to drink too much, but that doesn't seem to help the fleshing out process. I No, I just need, I it it, it, it clicks or yeah. it doesn't click. And I'll get wow. it or, it, you know, it'll, and, and sometimes if I just sit down and plow through it, it will work. But um, Really? But right now I'm really, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a real, real stymied about it. But that's it's not something I'm fretting over because it's not the only thing I do. Yeah, exactly. If if I were couldn't get my act together and get things published and edited, then I would be. What's wrong with you, Patricia? <laughs> you know, <laughs> get your act together. But just because I can't flesh out a particular plot line is not causing right. me great distress or anything. I've got plenty on my plate to do so. That's good. So then is writing so fun for you? It seems like it. you oh, lit yeah, up yeah. when you were talking about oh, it. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. I, it, and if it, and usually when there's a plot thing that comes to me, it'll come fast. And it'll like be lightning? like... lightning? 
boom, like lightning. And I go, oh, why didn't I think of that? That will be it. And then, and if it does come to me like that, it'll go down. I'll just, it'll just roll out just like when that. When does it come to you? Is it like in the know. shower or is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, Are you I like think, driving? No, I don't recall. Maybe driving, but I don't recall anything ever coming to me in the shower. But <laughs> uh, No, I would say more likely in bed. Oh. You know, I, I've, when you're sleeping yeah. or you're just starting to fall asleep. Right. But oftentimes, and then Your mind is I'm, the, I'm the kind of person who probably should keep a... You know, a tablet and pen mm-hmm. beside their bed because a lot of times I'm falling asleep and I go, oh, I should write that down, and then I'm asleep, and then I forget about it when I wake yeah. up in the morning. But you know, uh, that's oh, probably wow. maybe when I'm most creative, and the thoughts come to be the best. There, I read something recently that was saying that you should ask your, if you have a question or uh-huh. you're struggling with something, like ask your subconscious, write yeah. it down before you go Could to bed. Been. I've heard that too, yeah. And I've then you'll think about it. You'll think about it, yeah. Well, I did that, and I didn't wake it up didn't with wake any up. profound <laughs> answers. So, <laughs> it's a crock Maybe shit. you should ask me the questions, and I'll wake up with an answer for you, and then you yeah. ask my question, and I'll wake up okay. with an answer Okay, yeah, that's true. Which we happens a that. lot. Yeah. I do get a lot of answers from for my other clients, people, right? and I'm like... Texting them at yeah. weird hours, like, have you thought about this? This or that. Yeah. yeah, that would be a good idea. It's a lot harder to do that for your own business. Yeah, yeah. Or yourself. Yeah. It's always yeah. And I've been, I've been, yeah, I've been agonizing over this one for so long, and so it is really, really on the back burner. Yeah. But when it hits, it'll hit. I'm not dreading. I mean, it's not like something. I'm. Oh, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? It's because not like that. Because you trust the process. I do you trust the process, and I. It's not like I haven't ever produced a book. Right. I've got ten books. You know, I produced, and it's maybe amazing. my brain is going. Well, ten is enough, so give up. You know, I don't know. Maybe the <laughs> process is just slowing down yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and I've You've got, got a lot on your brain. Yeah, my brain is busy with other things. Mm-hmm. Right now, so. I just have one more question because okay. I think we've been doing this. Okay, How long go have for we it. Been doing this. Well, nobody knows. He's, so. he's getting bored. <laughs> he's not. He's fine. He. Um, so, did you when you were doing your teaching communications, and then you knew mm-hmm. you were going to retire? Mm-hmm. Were you already writing at that point? No, never crossed my mind. Really? Mm-mm. When did you start writing? When you were retired? Yeah, I, and I. Um, re, when we retired, we moved up here for family. And I thought, truly, I was just going to retire and just relax and yeah. watch television and just drink wine and yeah. <laughs> go out with my sister and have lunch. And that's what my husband, my husband doesn't go out and have lunch with my sister or <laughs> drink wine, but he does sit around and watch television right. a lot. I figured I'd do that too. Yeah. But I was, I, mean, I did that for a couple of weeks and I was bored to tears. Yeah. I could not stand it. And well... Uh, I wasn't going to go back to work because mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I really liked the idea about staying in my pajamas yeah. and not having to get the, the crack of it. dawn, yeah. you know, that part I liked. Yeah. But I didn't like the not doing anything part. So I, that's when, you know, I, I guess I started thinking about, and I, for a while I, I did some blogging. Oh, okay. Because blogging was big back yeah. then. Yeah. And I blogged about things that were related to my job mm-hmm. and communication-oriented kind of stuff. And that was kind of interesting. And so it really kind of gave me an, uh, an exposure to online, right. to the online okay. stuff. Okay, that introduced and, yeah, you. Yeah, at this point, I didn't really know anything about book publishing or anything or online book publishing. I just, blogs were new and yeah. everybody was doing one. So I thought, oh, that'll be fun. Cool. And I did that for a while, and then I guess somewhere or other along the line, I saw book publishing and 
wow. started reading more and then realized the kind of things I like to write were the kind of things I like to read and met my friend who also wow. writes and yeah. we started gathering and started writing and reading each other's work. Cool. And um, just, you know, we got more interested in writing and, and it, you know, after a while doing some writing and mm-hmm. submitting this uh, and getting nowhere with it. And and would have been if I were twenty, I would have been fine with just continuing to submit it. Right. Different places, taking my time, mm-hmm. doing the revisions and trying in different I would have been fine taking five, ten years, whatever it would have taken. Wow. But you know, then what do I do all the time that I'm retired yeah. the rest in between, of the time? Yeah. It was you know, I was blogging, but you know, I was getting bored with that. It was just kind of dull. It just wasn't enough. Okay. And I had sense. two blogs. They were totally different. I forget, I forget what they were, but they were two blogs, <laughs> were and I was totally bored. Blogs and then... Totally bored with it. I mean, it's just like you write a little blog, then you write another little blog, and you're done for the day. I yeah. mean, I just there wasn't, and I wasn't active enough. Right. I mean, it wasn't anything like when I was teaching and doing research. I was just busy, 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 busy mm-hmm. all the time. This was just not enough busy for me. So I. Wow. Thought maybe the writing would keep me busier, and it did until I realized that the writing in and of itself was over for a, unless yeah. you wanted to start and write another book. But the getting published part was going to just be a lot of waiting, uh, and I right. didn't want to be just sitting around waiting. So I said, "Well, let's see what it takes yeah. to be a publisher." And so I just well, said, "I I could do this, you know. I mean, that's do amazing. I, yeah. Well, you." You know, you don't have to live in New York City. You don't have to. You know what I mean? There are small publishers everywhere in all sorts of cities. That's so great. In fact, there are lots of publishers in Chicago. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh, yeah. There's a huge publisher in Naperville, uh, Sourcebooks. I think we talked about this. Oh, yeah. I think Dominique Rocca runs Sourcebooks, which is a huge publishing company, and it's in Naperville. Wow. So. Is your friend still right with you? The one you started. Uh, she's much older than me, and she's you know health wise. So mm-hmm. I think there's no. She's she produced two books which I published, mm-hmm. and beautiful, lovely books. But no, no, she's kind of given up on it. Oh, so I wish she would write more. Yeah. she's a good writer. Are you still in touch with her? Yes, absolutely. That's good. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. You have this whole other second career that yeah. you didn't even know. You weren't like waiting to retire so you could start writing. No. It never crossed my mind to do it. Never crossed my mind to do it. So, do you are are writing and teaching different? Is there one you like more? Obviously, they're different. But is there one you like more well, than the I, other? What I liked about teaching was I really liked human interaction. Yeah, I, I like loved working with students. I loved doing research where I did a lot of experimental research where I worked with people and human subjects. Yeah, that was fabulous. I loved doing that. Uh, and I love a lot of the other uh, other professors I worked with. Oh, not, that's not good. all of them. Right. Yeah. You don't Some have to love everybody. It, actually, yeah. actually, they all appear in this book. Oh, really? <laughs> all under fake names. That's amazing. Uh, you always wonder like, what that character means to the yeah, author. Yeah, well, only this book. I mean, uh, and my mother in this book. But other than that, once you get past this book, they're all made out of my mind. But in this book... Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> you Does your husband know. read your books? 
I make him read them because he te- he's he's a former English teacher, so he's he's a really great oh, grammarian, so, okay. and he uh, I don't he doesn't read all of my author's books, yeah. but he reads mine, yeah. so I get a you know a fresh because I don't nice. have anybody else to. Well, I do. We usually bring in somebody, uh, pay somebody to, to edit. edit mine because I don't trust myself to to do that. Uh, but. Uh, I miss that. I miss the human interaction. Yeah. I miss doing experimental research. Really miss that. And uh, but I don't miss dressing up. I don't miss wearing <laughs> high heel shoes. Nope. I don't miss having to uh, you know to go places at the crack of dawn right. to do things. Yeah. And, you know, I really like being able to work at home from my computer. Although it's exhausting to sit at a computer all day yes. long too. Yeah, and I love tired. to get so I love WISOS because I love to get up yes. from my computer and score. I belong to a number of different business groups. Oh right, score, yeah. And WISOS and I love just being able to get up and go out and interact with people because my business is literally I'm just I'm yeah. attached to that computer. And it can be lonely. It is very lonely. Mm-hmm. I, I just love going out because I love talking to people and yeah. Hearing what's going on in their world. and Well, I was telling you, I work weddings on the weekends. Yeah. And so that gives me, because I work a lot by myself, too, with yeah, my computer. Sure. And so that gives you a human interaction. Although yeah. I think I'd like to, like, change, the, change that at some point. I don't want to always yeah. be working weddings. But it's nice because you get to interact with all the people in the restaurants you have. Yeah. Because there's weddings, but then there's this huge wet restaurant. So it's all the servers and sure, the kitchen. Sure, sure. Yeah, I like that. And the, just the noise yeah. and the humanity the, of it all. The pace. Uh, the pace very is very fast. Fast. And mm-hmm. people are running around yep. doing stuff. And you don't have that when you're sitting at your computer. Yeah. You don't. And no. I'm a little concerned that when I no longer need that job, what's going to fill that void? Because well, the Weasels and the, just go to more of those. Yeah, that's true. Because you know you could literally go to a meeting every day. Yeah, yeah. it's like AA. <laughs> <laughs> I need my fix. I gotta go to a one meeting so I can city. have a one-on-one yeah. with somebody or other exactly. today. Exactly, you know, so that's true. Have some human interaction. Yeah, people. because it's important. It's, it's very to me, particularly. I know some people don't. Yeah, care, that's true. But I care, and I need to. I need. It's like a fix or something. Really. Yeah. You need to have I need that human interaction, human, too. Human talk and conversation. And well, right. I get it. And it gives you fresh ideas yeah. and fresh perspective. It does. I, I cannot tell you. My, my mind has changed dramatically for both of these. Right. Both groups. We still listen to uh, score in ways that I did not anticipate mm-hmm. or expect. Right. I, I was went to both of these looking for something mm-hmm. kind of even knowing what i was looking for yeah and not getting it but getting something, something totally, totally different. different that's cool so you know and but you got to be open to that right you got to say well i'm not getting this that's for sure mm-hmm. but wow i didn't expect to get this you know and yeah it's, you just there it is and it never crossed my mind that that would help me and open my mind to something new in this area right and i kind of feel like because of my attitude about brainstorming, yeah, I'm open yeah. to these kinds of things. I'm right. open to getting information and ideas and things from different directions. Mm-hmm. And you have to always be open to different people's yeah. uh, approaches and ideas. And you know, just because they're not you or from your background, it doesn't mean that they might not have a 
fabulous idea. Well, right. And I think part of being open to is to ideas and brainstorming yeah. and different choices is also like different experiences. Right, right. And so networking is an experience. It is. Yeah. And is. different networking groups provide different experiences. It does. They do. So yeah. then just being open to that, which is good because I feel like sometimes I go into a networking group and I can leave disappointed because I think, oh, you know, like I didn't get what I want. But maybe I should be open to I probably got something out of it. Yeah, I try, and I try to say that when I leave these different groups. Yeah. Like, I, that really wasn't very helpful to me. But right. I met somebody, or I mm-hmm. heard so-and-so talk about such-and-such such a thing in a certain way that was so different yeah. from the way I think about it. So, you know, that's yeah. a benefit in and of itself. It is. And, you know, I if, if you just keep doing that... Uh, and it, the, it might seem like a small little thing. Right. But, you know, when you aggregate mm-hmm. all of the experiences, and you have a lot of them, mm-hmm. you go to a lot of different meetings and things, you know, you're going to have a lot of different experiences that right. ultimately will aggregate together, and you're going, whoo! Look at that. Well, that's that's a, an impressive array that gives me some insight in ways I really didn't have before. That's true. So I like it. I like it. Yeah. I think that's a good place to end. Okay. Some wisdom. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and here, let me hand you one of my... <laughs> I like that you came so prepared. Well, here you go. And then your, your friend Thank can you. have one, too. Yeah, Marshall, you get a bookmark. Yay! Yes. You can have a... Oh, yeah. Thank you. Here you go, Marshall. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for helping me and us today. We appreciate it. Thank you. I can't give you the cat, but... <laughs> Marshall has a cat that Does looks kind cat? of like that, <laughs> named Fry. But Fry's fatter than that. Oh. Well, she would be fatter, but she doesn't need anything for some <laughs> odd reason. <laughs> She's kind of off her food. Fry's right? always tricking everybody to feed him <laughs> all the time. Where did I put my purse? I oh, know. I got it for you. It's oh, right okay. Here. That was good. Was it good? How yeah. long did it go? You're oh, kidding. Because she's chatting away. <laughs> Holy moly. Well, I don't know. I probably got a parking ticket, don't I? Um, Hopefully not. You think it would come do that to me? I'll pay it if you do. No, no, no. I can't do that. I can't do that. How do I stop this? Oh, <laughs> let's press. Um.